podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Many of us are fascinated with the ins and outs of trading and would love to know how we should get in on the money. However, it looks a bit difficult and daunting and some of the services provided to teach you, we don't trust them. We're not trying to get finesse out of our socks. However, have no fear because we have them balling for you. They provide exclusive private subscription services for people interested in trading the Forex markets. That's, for those who don't know, that's foreign currencies. You can make a quite a bit of money if you know what you're doing and Demo Balling are the perfect platform to help you with that. So for like stuff like order flow, technical analysis, market analysis, micro and macroeconomic fundamentals, live trading sessions, trading psychology, they all sound like Arabic to you, but trust me, it will make sense. So the best place to find out even more information is going to demoballing.com. So that's demo-ballin.com. Also check them out on Twitter, at demoballin, and on Insta, at, dem- at demoballin. And if you do um, contact them, let them know that I sent you so they can make me advertise on them all. So we, it's win-win for all of us. Hi everyone and welcome back to the Dysonomics podcast. This is episode 25, so it's the silver anniversary. Can we give a quick round of applause for Dysonomics? Today we're talking about the job market and microaggressions in the workplace. Who would like to introduce themselves first? Hi guys, my name is Mina. (laughs) What do you do Mina? Um, I'm currently a HR business partner for an NHS trust and previously I was a recruitment consultant. Nice. Okay, cool. And you oh hi, I'm Bola Sol and I do personal finance on refined currency and some personal development on my blog www.bolasol.co.uk and I work in finance. Oh, where can we find refined currency? Oh sorry, we can find refined currency on refinedcurrency.co.uk and if you search refined currency on Twitter and Facebook you can find us there too. Yeah, get the plugs out nice and early, that's what we need to do. Alright, cool. So I've known you for some for some time and I've seen you growing in your career doing big big things so and you're really good at um, getting jobs quickly like you told me you've mm. dropped a job and then by the time I pick up my phone you've got 10 interviews and I think it's very important for us to know how to play the game because I don't think not, yeah. not, not, not a lot of people know how to play the jobs market game so from a, like a recruiter's perspective what are like let's say a few things that you see candidates get wrong so often in terms of like the initial phase just handing in your CV mm-hmm. and applying for jobs like online and stuff like that? Well, recruiters, um, from a recruiter's perspective, right now the jobs market is in the candidate's favour, meaning there are more jobs and there's less people for the jobs. So mm-hmm. if you've got experience um, and qualifications for a job, most there's no reason why you can't get that job. Mm. I do think that a lot of people don't put enough effort into their CVs. They don't put enough effort into the research. Sometimes the research is just based on job boards, mm. like Monster Read, Total Jobs, where their their research should actually be in the companies that they want to work for mm. and what they actually need to be doing to get that job. So give for like so you mean um 
What about, I remember before you were telling me about CVs and in terms of tailoring your CV to the job role. Yeah. So, like, give me, like, some examples of how you would so do that. So, for, like, for a graduate, just say you have studied um, banking, economics and finance at uni and you don't have any experience. Mm. You've been working in McDonald's. Mm but you've been helping out with the manager with things on your CV you should not you should obviously you're going to put you worked at McDonald's but you don't want to put things like customer service dealing with complaints you want to put things like oh I helped process invoices and mm. I did um, inventory things mm. like that because although you have not um, you know got a lot of experience you've got the entry level skills level skills that you need so that's what I mean by tailoring your CV and a lot of people put things that are just irrelevant on their CVs and then when you speak if you do actually think okay I'm going to call them and speak to them they might have more mm. that you're thinking why don't you put that on your CV a lot of people also think their CV needs to be one page and it doesn't unless you're like 16, 17 mm. you've never ever worked before mm. your CV can be one page but you need to make sure the experience you have you tailor it to the job that you're looking for mm. so, that, so um, that's like basically so if, let's say a job has a job description so they'll always list like some responsibilities you're gonna have and some skills. So you want to tailor yeah. your CV to reflect that you've done those yeah. or like, had experience doing those. Yeah, I don't. There's nothing wrong. I always say to people, use the job description. If what is in the roles and responsibilities, if it's something you know you can do, put that on your CV. Mm -hmm. If you've got the main keywords, a recruiter will call you, mm. or you will get shortlisted for a job. Okay, and um, with regards to recruitment itself, what are things that as a I'm pretty sure most people listen to even more on the candidate side than the client side. So mm -hmm. if you're a candidate, what should you be wary of when you're dealing with recruiters? The thing about recruiters is there's more bad recruiters than good recruiters. Facts. So you need to make sure you're going to a recruiter who specializes in the kind of roles. Mm. So if they called you um, and they're asking you, they're asking you tons of questions, you kind of need to like get in control and be like, hold on, who have you worked with? Like which, which jobs did you place mm. kind of thing because some bad recruiters just call you for information mm. to use mm. then they don't have any job for you but a good recruiter will be happy to answer your questions and happy to say yeah I hired this person I've hired that person mm. I've worked with this um, this is what I specialise in you also kind of need to just make sure that you never have one recruiter always have more than one um and they're not always working with the same industry so just say again finance you might have someone who's banking you might have someone who's charity yeah. someone who's working with you know governments tfl <laughs> things like that yeah and that's also going to give you a good chance of getting a role so in terms of like the negative side of the recruitment industry like i've had some experiences with jazzy recruiters um so how how can you spot like a recruiter who's a bad recruiter i'll give me some examples of what makes you a bad recruiter so, and your experiences as well yeah so the, loads of recruitment companies they have targets the targets are spending two hours on the phone they call it tiger time um, how many leads you get so just say I'm recruiting for the NHS and I speak to someone who's worked for the NHS who's looking for a job that's mm. a lead because mm. not because that person could be my candidate and I could place them more as that person will leave the job and I could fill the job mm. 
and what bad recruiters would do is you could say yeah you know I've been working here for so long I hate it I want to leave and they'll be like oh okay oh who did you work with who's your manager is that is it Sarah or, or Thomas and they'll mm. be like oh no it's um it's Andy Conan that's my manager boom they've got your manager's name they can find your manager and be like oh I've heard that IO you know is looking for a new job what are you guys doing in terms of replacing them I've got loads of people who are looking to <laughs> slot into that role and they've just you know singled you out to mm. your manager yeah and they've also got a very very hot lead so they're in the recruitment side that's a great thing mm. also the amount of meetings they have so a lot of people hear from recruiters that if you don't come in and meet us and sign these forms we can't work with you we can't get you a, a job and that's rubbish they just need to get that meeting because they need to get a so-and-so amount of meetings a week mm. i've gotten a job through a recruiter previously who i never ever met they yeah, spoke to them on the phone they sent my cv over and then they got me an interview and that's how it works a lot of the times but certain firms need people to come in they need to get more information and things like that so those are things that you need to look out for you also the main thing i would always advise if you've got an interview somewhere and you get called by a recruiter never ever tell them where you're going to interview because they could easily find out who you're meeting and steal that job and I've done it working for a recruitment company <laughs> several times I have done it so never tell them so basically when you, you have, have a... no soul <laughs> I need to get this money you know? <laughs> <laughs> the game is the, the game, game <laughs> uh, it's, it is bad but um, it, it happens that's the game that is how it is <laughs> if a recruiter calls you and they say oh how long have you been looking for jobs say I literally just put my CV up like a few days ago I'm not even have you had loads of calls I'm like yeah I have but I haven't really decided where I'm going that's how you need to play it you need to be brand new mm. that way they can okay. invest interest in you yeah. nice. not like I've been looking for a job for six weeks <laughs> nobody wants me you yeah. know nobody wants to work with someone like that yeah. you need to be a gem yeah. so you have to sell yourself as a gem wow. and they need to sell themselves to you to say work with me and only work with me and if a recruiter asks you to only work with them that's how you can kind of see that they are a bit serious when they try and hold you down mm. but don't tell them who your manager is don't tell them where you're going to interview yeah. don't tell them anything like that if you're going for interviews don't tell them just say you know I'm open give me the information they also need to be able to tell you um, if they've got, a, just say I've got a job that I'm recruiting for, I need to be able to tell you where that job is, how mm. much it is and everything about it. If I say I can't give you the name of the client, then what are you telling me for? Don't mm. tell me anything. Facts. That's how you know they're not serious. They're just trying to keep you on the phone, build up their mm. tiger time. Okay, well I'm just going to moan to you about things I hate about recruiters. <laughs> um, I hate the fact that you have my CV and they ask me about ask me about what I've done is in front of you. Read my CV, yeah. please. But I it makes you to you speak. Sometimes it's like you, I want to see how you speak on the phone because that's how you are, would be in interviews. If you can't, you might need coaching. But okay, hear like this, that. yeah. I understand it on the first time, but let's yeah. say I've been using this company for, uh, recruitment company for time. So let's say I've been looking at perm jobs with Benga and now Benga's passed me to Benson on temp, temp, temp yeah. jobs. You know that I'm all right. You see what mm. I'm saying. So why am I have to repeat my CV to you? Yeah. Nothing I hate is that when they're coming to give me a job. Yeah, all I want to hear is what's the piece saying? They'll be t they'll be telling you, okay, city firm, mm. this and that. I'm like, bro, this is that glitz and glamour's gone. Just tell me the job. Yeah. And also like when they don't listen to your demands. So yeah. I'm like, yeah, I'm looking for a job with X, Y, Z in this type of company in this salary range. 
and don't be trying to happen. They'll send me a job. That's ten. That's ten k. That's ten k lower. Ten k lower. What? What about now? Me, I'm trying to jump up my five bags. You're trying to. Ah, me. Shoot, yeah, and they try to jump me, drop me down by fifteen, basically. No, no, no. Yeah. But that's yeah, recruits can be frustrating. But um, one thing I would advise people is to diversify how you apply for jobs. Don't just use job boards because when don't, I don't use job boards at all. That's what I would. When say. I when, when I left uni, yeah. I was banging out job boards and I was catching L's. Thinking, fam, man's applied for 100 jobs this week. I've only got one email saying, you know what, yeah, no. Like, you've got, um, if you see a job on a job board, what I do is see what recruiter, let's say it's Michael Page or whatever, call up the recruitment company and speak to a consultant who's actually run that job. Then you can see if they actually have that job. A lot of the jobs are fake, honestly. Yeah. Like, there's ghost jobs. We post them, We use, well, I used to post them to get candidates, yeah. to give me information, to find out who's the manager, who's the person that's hiring. Mm. There's ghost jobs. And when I was a recruiter, even though I was filling loads of jobs, let's say I, I used to use Indeed, and I would get people ringing me about a job that I filled in October and we're in April mm. and I know I've closed the job but there's some job boards that once you put that job on there they hold on to that yeah. because for them it's getting traffic through their sites well. and it's terrible so I would always say I would just say if you're going to use job boards limit it mm. make sure the main thing is you're applying directly onto the company's website so choose the companies you want to work for in the industry and apply on their websites because once it closes on their website it's closed yeah it's gone you know unless it has to come back again and it's a new job with a new code or you could use um sites like jobs.ac.uk which is i think that one is public sector and it tells you all yeah, the different like public sectors yeah. yeah or if it's nhs nhs you know like things like that don't use don't use indeed and read because those jobs half of them they don't even exist they literally just go into your recruiter's junk mail mm. you know it's when you put your um when you post on your job board you might, and then the recruiter searches for Freebie. someone, like I researched for an AML analyst. Yeah. You would come up because you're an AML analyst. That's how they contact you. It's not because you applied for, you know, this job that ended in 2009. So I would say always apply directly to the company. That's good, that's good. Okay, now, in terms of the work, the workplace, in terms of microaggression, because we've spoken about all this type of stuff, yeah. and we were discussing, and some other friends, we realised that quite a lot of people don't know how to troubleshoot these type of things, like when yeah. they get um, into these type of sticky situations with regards to their race or gender or whatnot. So, firstly, what experiences you had? Do you want to talk about the one that you had? Okay, I'll talk about the most recent one, because obviously now I work as a HR business partner, so I'm quite high up, but I'm still there ain't no black girls where I work on my level everyone is kind of below and um, I had a girl who is not black and she was like my counterpart but she deals with a different sec section to me and when I was away or if something comes up instead of her to say oh Mina handles that let me hand it over to Mina she was just trying to interfere and mm. be like oh why has this happened so as I said I work for an NHS trust and we had, um, I recruit doctors at the moment to work for us and something came up where they had, we, they had a doctor that I had hired but they didn't have his professional registration which is um, a GMC. So instead of her to hand it over to me, mm. I wasn't in, she went to my director not my manager, but my director, so she's who's my manager's manager, yeah. and said, oh my gosh, this doctor hasn't got a GMC, I'm sure this is illegal, Mina's done all his paperwork, I don't understand, etc. 
and then when I came back I got called into a meeting didn't know what it was about I didn't have no emails there was nothing mm. literally called into a meeting saying you know Mina this is the paperwork we've got for the doctor he hasn't got a GMC we've called the GMC they don't know who he is what's happening and I was like yes he hasn't got a GMC because he's a dentist he has a GDC mm. and it was just like okay now what like silence and I with the girl it's like every little thing she's trying to get involved with or you know if I say something which is if I say something um because I have a team that are below me so if I have someone who comes in late or something and I'm like you know you, um, that's not acceptable you shouldn't be coming in late you know she would kind of like jump in and be like oh you know but she lives quite far and she has this and I'm like, <laughs> you know I'm the man let me do what I need to do mm. do you know what I mean mm. I feel like if I was white like you that wouldn't even be the case yeah you wouldn't undermine me like that you wouldn't undermine me and every time I say something which I feel like I have every right to say because of my position a lot of times it seem it comes across to them as aggression mm. and it's not aggression at all I have every right to say you should not be late. I have every right to say that you need to concentrate or you need to do a bit better because it's, if I'm even giving you a chance by telling you what you're doing wrong, that's what you expect managers to do. Yeah. But I feel like in that instance, because of that person, I all the time I had microaggressions from her to the point that it went on and on and she no longer works for us. She ain't around no more. She ain't around no more. <laughs> yeah, I'm for that. But um, like, so what do you think, like... How do you think it's best to handle it? Because I, as loads of people have like emailed me or given me examples, and I'm thinking, yeah. how do we handle that? You see me because yeah. me personally, I love confrontation. So yeah. <laughs> if you try some any like indirect stuff, yeah. and I'll I'll make sure we have a confrontation because yeah. I live for confrontation. I mean, sometimes I it's mind. not even management. Sometimes I had it before at a previous. Yeah, previous it's mainly colleagues. Colleagues, yeah, colleagues. Just like doing the most. I would always say if they are saying something to you or they've told you something to do or. I would always say try and get your evidence as much as you can. If you can save emails, get like a little archive and have emails in there. If you can, you can record people on the phone, on mm. your phone. You have every right to, mm. especially if they are being aggressive to mm. you or you're having a conversation which they are turning it to something different. And then if you feel like you can speak to your manager, do it. Mm. And you can always say, I don't want you to say anything or I need to let you know this is what's happening and I'm uncomfortable. If you can't speak to your manager, you should be able to speak to HR if there is an HR mm. because that's what that's their job. Like my job, that's what I deal with day to day basis. And um but yeah, maybe if you can't speak to the person, I would say definitely try and speak to HR. Get your evidence if you need to record them, if you need to have emails. I've had times where I had to be like, blam, 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 there you go. Mm. Look at the way this person's, you know. Mm. If they're writing to you in capital letters, little things like that, yeah. you can just reply in an email and be like, I don't appreciate that. Please, you know, mm. like, don't do that. But try and keep the professionalism as much as possible. Yeah, that's very key because... Don't switch. It's very hard. Mm? It's very hard. It's very hard. It's very hard, especially as um, if you're like an ethnic minority or sometimes if you're a woman you yeah. have kind of like a disadvantage in that regards but especially when you're addressing it you want you want to keep the focus on the actual issue at hand yeah because obviously sometimes you could be rightly aggrieved or you want to be you, you want to show your anger where you, mm. you sometimes you can't hide it but that gives them kind of like a way out but oh look you're angry and stuff like that so like even last week at my workplace somewhere in the she was <laughs> talking she was just doing, doing the most because you can't g-check my work because my work's fine mm -hmm. and we've had the job share because they kind of forced her back in 
she was a supervisor. Then she got um, downgraded because she only wanted to come in two days a week. So we had okay. job sharing, which is a complete disaster. Well, it's not a disaster, but it's just annoying. She wants mm. me to email everything. And I'm not do that. I just want to come in, do my work, 5.30. Yeah. So, um, so, yeah, so I came to meet with her manager and then he had, like, bullet points. And he was reading them off to me and they were just mad, mad petty. So I was reading them like, right, yeah? So he's like, oh, I don't want you to feel like this is personal. So first things first, no, it is personal because mm. if I've, you've just listed about a good eight, ten bullet points, nothing to do with the actual quality or quality of my work or my personal conduct is just pettiness about just, just nonsense things. He's like, yeah, I agree, it's petty. He goes, but I don't think it's personal. I said, no, you cannot tell me it's not personal when it's personal. First of all, I knew, the, I knew this meeting was coming miles away. How mm. do I know that? I'm not psychic, I'm not a genius. I shouldn't know that if it's not personal. And I was dropping examples. Mm. So I think it's good to email. Like, my boy, my, one of my boys, Ed, he, he used to, because in whatever work, work environment he was in, it was that type of toxic environment. Mm. He he kind of kind of was seeing something bad coming. So what he used to do was, when he go out for lunch, email himself. When he comes back in, email himself. When he comes in, email himself. When he leaves, email himself. So they try to say, oh, yeah, you've been taking an hour and a half lunches, which he doesn't do. Mm. So, oh, what day? He said, okay, cool. Well, he goes, wow. got, his, got his Blackberry out. He goes, okay, cool. If I was out of the office for an hour and a half, how can I email? No, got his, got his little work laptop, printed it out. Um, got a work computer, printed it out because he didn't have a Blackberry. So goes, yeah. I don't have a Blackberry, I don't have an iPad for work. So if I was out for an hour and a half on this day, how come I emailed myself then and email myself now? And they're like, had to shuffle. And then that's the yeah. point when you'd be like, why are you lying? I think what yeah. you're doing is you're trying to make me feel uncomfortable at work. You want me to leave. That's when you start putting the pressure on them. See, like, so I think always try to keep your professionalism, always try yeah. to keep calm because especially. I can relate, especially as a black person, mm. they will try to throw the anger, sassy attitude type of yeah, thing at you. Yeah, they yeah. want, they, they want, they, I always say, I have that black girl in me, but don't let me bring it out. And they want to bring that yeah. girl out of you. Yeah. But one thing, I remember working, like my first graduate job, I, the, me and the senior manager weren't getting along. And I remember I was one minute late for work. I was one minute late for work. I was called in a meeting for an investigation about my lateness this one minute lateness yeah it was 1101 i entered on the security cameras they had it and they said because of this lateness i'm not going to get a raise this year um they're not putting me f i had like an application they said they're not going to put me forward etc and i was just like okay cool. i just went home because i just graduated i just did my my first my second degree my hr degree and i came in the next day i spoke to hate um hr and then i said i'm filing a grievance against my manager and the senior manager and they're like what you're filing a grievance i said yeah and you as you know you should don't need to speak to me about it so that's it so the way it works is if someone if they're calling you into a meeting mm. Um, they need to write to you to tell you about this meeting. Then they need to be able to say to you that you can have someone with you at the meeting, someone from HR or anyone you want. You can bring your mum if you want. And at that point, I said to them, I came in one minute late and I also called to say that there was a delay, which is why I'm running late. You had the proof yourself. I came in in security cameras one minute late, not to the, it was a supermarket, so not to the shop floor, but upstairs to like, get ready so I actually enter the shop floor mm. at, at 11 o'clock and I'm filing a grievance against you because I think if I was Hannah or Becky this wouldn't be happening mm. and then it all went away but I think sometimes you need to be able to know what is in what can help you because a lot of people don't know about grievances you can yeah. file grievances all the time if you feel uncomfortable if you feel like there's you know microaggressions or you feel like people are trying to make you feel
feel uncomfortable in the workplace there's things there to protect you so that's why you should that's why i always say you should speak to hr especially if it's your manager or someone mine was like the senior manager he became my bestie after that he was not messing with me at all because yep. when you file a grievance against someone it stays on their record not your record mm. you can wow. file as much as you want mm. And if you've got a grievance on your record, just say you're going for a promotion, most likely you wouldn't, you'd be overlooked yeah. because of that. Oh, Especially wow. if it's a race thing. This yeah. Good to know. Listen, you guys need to Brilliant. learn. Man's about to start. Start filing Yeah. I put up with bare mess at work. Nah, don't put up with it. Don't. No, yeah, cause I like... don't even put up with the, yes, what's going on? Yeah, miss. And all like you know, What's going no, on? no, yeah. we're not running like that. If it proper shuts it down, if proper shuts it down, like yeah, it's so serious. <laughs> no, but um, see me, I put up this to a certain extent simply because I know myself, and if I allow myself to react, my reaction, they don't always look at me. They don't always look at me in the face ever again. So that's why even in the meeting, I was in there, I was trying to keep calm because I was thinking, I knew it was just coming, but. Is this woman mad? Yeah. So what you at the beginning of the meeting is like, oh, we're gonna have Wednesday because she's only works part time. So mm. he works on Thursday and Friday. Okay, when you're on the Thursday, we're gonna have this meeting together. Mm. So as we were speaking, I was like, listen, you keep telling me not to take this personal, but I think that I get. I was giving examples. Like for example, she comes in on Thursdays and Fridays only. That's not gonna change. Not today, not tomorrow, ever. We run a report on on a Tuesday, yeah. Mm. And I just send it to I'll send it to the whole team because I have to, even though they don't need to see it. But mm. no stupid protocol. So she comes in on Thursday reading her emails for three hours because she has the time to do useless. Anyway, so she's reading her emails. So she sends me, so like, on the report, I said, okay, cool, I'm going to action this. So this is like Tuesday evening. I said, okay, when this woman comes in because she shares my, some of my work, mm. she's coming on Thursday, then I could action it on the Thursday because I have more time. Come Thursday morning now, she sends me, she's like, oh, so I've noticed that you said you're going to action this, but what, where are we? Where are we? That we was spinning me. No, no, I was like, we? You ain't doing this. Exactly. Yeah, so exactly. Where, where do we stand on this? And uh, if you're if you're gonna delete items of this, you're gonna have to print out all the journal records, and all this, 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 that, and another. And then she copied my manager. Bearing in mind, she's I hate when people copying your manager when they don't need to. First of all, if you, if, if she really <laughs> wanted to know, mm. I'm I swear to you, my arm can touch her head. Mm. That's how we we sit next to each other. Mm. Well, like, I was in the toilet, I was in the meeting, I was next to her. She literally typed an email to ask me about where we are on something when she got asked me and copied my manager. Yeah, I don't like so that. I told my manager, I said, first of all. If you look at the facts, one, it has nothing to concern you. Mm. Two, any any possible ramifications will never ever concern you. Three, why would you ask me via email when I'm next to you? Mm. And four, why would you copy the manager? You tell me logically how that's not personal. Man, was like, oh, I don't know. so I was like, okay, cool. So after they start, so he started cracking a few because he's, he's a nice manager. So he started talking about like how the business is changing, gonna help everybody, trying to flex. I was like, okay, cool. So I was like, oh yeah, I started smiling. I was like, oh, cool. But obviously he knew from then I'm not a prick. Yeah. So he started, so I was like, okay, cool. Can't wait to Thursday. See that Thursday I was waiting. That day I woke up happy. It's like I can't wait to sellotape this woman. This woman's <laughs> never ever ever gonna dream of trying it again. Oh my but god. But I realized that day the meeting happened. So mm. I was like. Yeah, he probably spoke to her. Yeah. And he told her, because when I was when he was reading it off, I was telling him how petty it was. Because see me, I asked questions. He was, so one of the things she um, said was, uh, she puts red receipts in her emails, and so she'll send an email, and the red receipt will come back straight away, so she doesn't think you're reading emails. And then first things first, what emails were these related to? Mm. She was like, oh, I don't know. So, so I said, oh, so you don't know the nature of the emails? Yeah, that, so it doesn't... I said, you know on Outlook, if you can see you will see the body of the email. Mm. So if it's something like she's requested details from something that has nothing to do with me, I can see it in the subject heading, I don't need to read it. Mm. So I'm not understanding how this is a point he goes. 
Yeah, to be fair, this is petty. So I think from then he knew that, okay, cool, do you know what, this one, it's not about that life. Yeah. But, not, but not everybody's going to be as willing to be confrontational as me. Yeah, I've but, had people cry at work and I'm like, you should never go to work. You shouldn't be in a job that makes you cry, first mm. of all, ever. Like, you probably have so much going on. Your work should not be, like, the stress of your life. But not everyone has cojones. I know, but that's what I want people... Yeah. I want people to know that, though. Yeah. Like, you shouldn't be afraid of your managers. You've gotten the job for a reason. There's something in you. It's not just yeah, that, oh, I can type, true. I can do that. You know, there's systems that can do our jobs for us. But mm. if you're there, you're there for a reason. But you need to be. It would only. It would only get better once you actually take control of the situations. Yeah. And I've dealt with racism. I've dealt with so much at work. But it's only. I think it's only now that I'm able to look back and be like, yeah. Once I knew what was in place and you can do this and you can do that, then that's. Yeah, because that's obviously some some ladies are suffering from like sexual harassment. I'm yeah. sure plenty of ethnic minorities are suffering from all types of microaggressions. Mm-hmm. We actually don't have to have it. And you've got, you got, you got to use the systems in place. Like, some of us feel like... Like, I had a young lady email me talk about like how she feels like she has to stay extra hours just to fit in her work. I was, yeah. like, I was like, OK, it depends what you want from the career. So it's like, me personally, I come in at 8.59. 528 might look enough outlook, innit? I'm oh. off. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but that's, that's me. I don't really mind like that. So I... I feel like you shouldn't feel that you have to operate in a certain manner. Like we, at, at times at the workplace, we feel that we have to do way more. But Some people at work, I, see, I saw a woman at work who, her boyfriend, she spoke with her boyfriend, she was crying and she left, she went home. She had come back for like four days. It's like, blood, for small, small relationship, not even marriage, fam. <laughs> <laughs> <I'm praying>, come <laughs> cry in the toilet and come back. And then me, one time, they were like, I got an email from my um, boss of one time. I couldn't come in because I was mad. I had mad headaches. Yeah. And he was like, oh, this is the, your third annual, this is your third um, sick day. Um, we're going to have to discuss this. Okay. I, he's, he's back on the phone. He was on holiday at that time. I was like, I can't wait for you to come back to discuss this. So I'm saying, okay, cool. So... What, what do you want me to do if I if I can't physically look at a screen? What do you want me to do? People be saying, "Oh, I'm feeling, I'm feeling down." If Sally, if Sally at work says she's feeling down, she's off for two weeks because nobody's asking her no question. They, they, they even send her card and chocolates. Yeah. <laughs> That's fine. Yeah. So no, sometimes they do that, and you be like, "Okay, I'll come back in," but then the next day I'm off for work-related stress. Yeah. What are you gonna do then? Because mm. that's you stressing me out, and now I'm off. Yeah. For you sure. go to your GP. You tell them that work is stressing you out. Your GP will tell you you need two weeks at home without working. Yeah. That's another level. Everybody knows how stressful life is. <laughs> yeah. Nine to five, five days a week is too much. So the doctor's writing that note quickly. Yeah. The doctor will write that note quickly because uh-huh. if something happens to you after that, you've come to tell them that yeah, you have issues at work. You yeah. know, so you can always get time off. If but the thing about working late, my old firm, I felt like I needed to do that because everyone we meant to finish work at what time was it? I think five, five thirty. And I used to leave at 5.30, but I have a daughter and I had childcare arrangements. Mm. Mm. But everyone else would be there till, like, 6.30. And even though everyone knows I have childcare arrangements and my arrangement is I pick up my daughter, mm. they, the team still felt like, oh, Mina gets to leave. I'm like, you can actually leave. You choose to stay because that is the culture of, the of our workplace. But I said at interview, I ain't doing that, mm. you know. So I didn't feel no way about it. But if you're uncomfortable staying late, you should make it clear... But if you have to also know that if you tell them at interview, you know, those are the kind of questions you even need to be asking. What is the culture like in terms of the hours? Because they'll tell you, yeah, the hours are um, 8.30 till 6 or something or 9 to 5. And it's not. 
it's actually not people come in early and they leave later and they they see each other on weekends and they're just it's like a cult you know <laughs> it's true you can have one of those workplaces but that's like why you need to that's a short as well oh my god my old firm used to do they used to do everything together yeah, yeah. man, man asked to go for drinks I'm like no, no. no. they want to be like what don't you doing on the weekend Monday no. how was your weekend what's your sometimes they don't even ask what your Facebook is they just find your Facebook they just want to be in your life I'd be like church that's what I did church that's the thing <laughs> they just need to understand. I think there needs to be divide. some a divide and there needs to be something where they start asking now are you okay I think mm. there should be like they shouldn't know they should ask they shouldn't know everything you're doing mm. some people live very secret lives and yeah. they it's, it's I never get a time yeah when somebody asked me what my Twitter was I don't have Twitter but on my screen is Twitter for web don't ask you questions, bro. Man's not gonna add you on Twitter. If you follow me, I will block you. Mm. And I'll look at you instead of your face, but yeah, I blocked you. Why follow yeah. me? I get my boy. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, okay, cool. So Don't follow me. So it's <laughs> so just to round up in terms of what you can do, so it's keeping receipts. Yeah. So like so like if, if you feel like people are watching you when you come in at work, I'll just say email, document it, or if you have if you have um, one of them cards that you have to buzz into a company, if they ever try to say something and you know that your time's on point, say, okay, cool, run the records from But now. And also, if people do bring up things that you think are petty, make sure you also say, why are you bringing this up? I think you're bringing this up because you've got an issue with, with me. me. And what is the issue? And you need to kind of flip it back on them. Yeah, always, yeah, that's what he's doing. Because once you've done that, especially if you do that in like a meeting, HR or your manager, they will never do it again. Because, if, and also look around the team, cause make, make mental notes because there's, I know there's some people in offices that they'll come in, they come in late and they'll be like, oh, traffic, oh yeah, and they'll just laugh about it, keep, fine, it yeah. keep it sliding. There's some people will probably walk around in trainers, if you try to walk around in trainers, they'll, they'll talk jazz. So like, keep a mental note of any double standards that you see in a workplace mm-hmm. and bring them up. See me, if there's a double standard, and you try to man's letting the thing go, and I'll let you know. Those, record those conversations, record those, if you go into a meeting, take put your phone on the table, put yeah. your phone on the table, record the whole thing. Yeah. If you have to take them to a tribunal, then more that's time what you have ha- to do. More time you won't have to because I think most companies and most people, the moment they see that you're not there to be chiefed, they will simmer. They'll simmer. But I think it's just all about protecting yourself in the workplace. Yeah, but sometimes the threat of it alone will get you what you need. To yeah, it's true. You want because yeah. a lot of I know a girl who was a temp for so long, and she told them, "Oh, I'm planning on having a baby." They got rid of her. They said they didn't want, and then she took them to. Um, she said it's unfair. There was nothing wrong with her work. The contract wasn't over, and even though they can, she thinks it's because she took. They she told them she was trying for a baby, and she won. And sometimes it's Stuck. like. Yeah, sometimes it's like you just need to or you need to let them know I'm not one of these people you can just walk all over and know what's right. No, I feel you. Okay, so anybody who wants any added information or any scenario or whatnot, email at hello at dysgenomics.com and then I'll ask Mina or Bola if they have time. But <laughs> they will have time by force. So they'll, 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 they'll give me a brief now and I'll get back to you. Or you can yeah. tweet me at Dysonomics. Where can people find you? Do you want them to find you? You can tweet me at Mina D Tweets. How do you spell Mina? The right way, M I N A. Some people might spell it. Some people might spell it M I N A. I ain't got time to have this Mina debate. I had it yesterday. M A N A. It's not Mina, it's Mina. It's Mina, yeah. Maybe might be accent on the A. No, Mina D Tweets. You can tweet me. And I will reply. Why well, do you have to think about that? Because sometimes I don't reply. <laughs> 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 and Bola, just in case they forgot, where can they find you? 
um, Bola underscore soul, that's B-O-L-A underscore S-O-L and Refined Currency for all your personal finance needs. That's refined as in refined sugar and currency as in money. And, and what about on Insta? What about Bola Soul on Insta? Bola Soul on Insta is just, you know, doing oh, their Instagram. It's just <laughs> lots of pictures yeah. with a couple of quotes. You can find me on www.bolasoul.co.uk. But I actually really enjoyed today's podcast. I learned so much about what I can do. I'm currently, like, self-employed, so it's a bit mm-hmm. different. But if I ever did decide to go back into working, in, like, working on a permanent basis, I would look into those things because there's so many microaggressions you let go of from just mm. from being a woman to being black and you just mm. let go of so I really enjoyed this thank you thanks guys thank you okay well um, like and subscribe why do I keep saying like oh yeah <laughs> you like on SoundCloud I say yeah, yeah. <laughs> like and follow on SoundCloud so that's if you listen to it on iTunes that's just search this moment on SoundCloud please subscribe and give a young five star review if you don't rate it just, just don't be a pagan so just do that <laughs> do that iTunes disnomics.com um, for any written stuff and also, me and a group of lads, we've started a podcast around social economic issues, um, which pred- which predicates to young black men, or old black men, or whatever. I love it so much. Oh, thank you. It's called The Conversation. Yeah. So I'll put the link in the description. Um, I can't remember the exact spelling, because we have to do some hipster way, because all the conversation things were already Take padlocked. Them. Yeah. But yeah, check out for that. But yeah, thank you, ladies, and thank you for listening. Thank you. Up, flip this money, then we stack it up. Burning bridges, niggas acting up. She on my body like I'm tied up. I ain't seen nobody bad as hard. I ain't seen nobody bad as hard. I'ma get this money, I'ma grab it up. I've been stacking, I've been stacking, just wait till I pattern up. Pattern up, flip this money, then we stack it up. Burning bridges, niggas acting up. She on my body like I'm tied up. I ain't seen nobody bad as hard. I ain't seen nobody bad as hard. I'ma get this money, I'ma grab it up. I've been stacking, I've been stacking, just wait. Sports Social Podcast Network.